Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cascade-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting businesses from all industries. Today we have Richard with us. Hello, Richard. Hello, John. Thank you for the invite. Ah, looking forward to it, indeed. So, so let's dive straight in. Tell us about your business and what you do. So um, I... Traditionally, I've been a kind of a blend of uh, entrepreneur and uh, marketer, and um, I ran a couple of businesses back uh, in the day, scaled up a marketing agency and sold it, um, scaled up a couple of other businesses and sold those and set up a business accelerator. And that business accelerator is called the Million Dollar Sprint. And the Million Dollar Sprint is all about trying to help small businesses be able to understand what you need to do to build a team, to build processes, to build momentum in your business, to be able to get up to a million dollars. And you say, dollars, I hear you cry. You sound like an English chap. Why are you doing dollars stuff? And the point being is we've got international clients all over the world. And for um, for to hit a million dollars, you need to be turning over eighty four thousand dollars a month. That's sixty four thousand pounds in the UK. And the nice thing about sixty four thousand pounds when you're in a service business, which is our specialty, is that it's kind of quite a fun number. And from doing this a couple of times for my own businesses, you find yourself in a nice situation that as the owner, if you do the right things and you actually start to allocate funds properly, you can find yourself with a twenty to thirty thousand pounds a month salary for yourself and when i say salary i mean drawings as the owner um based on a sixty-four thousand pound turnover service business and that, my friend is a very fun place to be in uh for business owners so therefore becoming a million dollar business (laughs) has actually a little bit more uk-based strategic thinking behind it than just a really kind of sensationalist headline Fabulous. Uh, looking forward to diving into that because even just before we started, you're naturally good at uh, asking questions that get you thinking. So I'm kind of keen to get your insights. Uh, but I, I know you had a little when, bit. When two, when two coaches meet, right, you, they, all they do is ask each other questions. They don't get any conversation done, right? Yeah. And that's why coaches never argue. They just go, well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what did you actually mean to say? <laughs> uh, so you shared a bit of your journey with you and you made it sound very easy. Um, was there, were there any challenges along the way? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, look, I mean, you know, I, I've, um, I, I've had, yeah, I've had a few challenges. I mean, I've, um, I mean, the, probably the worst one, um, that I had actually serious one is I kind of woke up in a stroke unit. I had three strokes and found out just before my 30th birthday that I had an autoimmune disease and found out that my, you know, I literally went um, really real sort of medical problems um, built about from elements of stress, I guess, in some ways, but actually a lot to do with just a hereditary problem that I um, didn't know existed. Um, so that was crazy. But at the same time, because I built team and, um, I had a great um, team of people at the agency. The business actually grew and <laughs> grew without me, which is slightly embarrassing, isn't it? But that was kind of, you know, someone re- replayed to me after that, but that's when you really know that you've got something good in place because, um, you know, these guys were winning clients and stuff whilst, you know, and, and to be fair, they rallied around whilst I was in hospital and stuff and and really did a great job. So I was massively um, kind of taken back by how, how great, great people are in your business. If you employ the best of the best, 
then they do look after you at your time of need. And that certainly happened for me. Um, but on a lighter note, um, I guess another challenge that I had was getting fired in front of 12 million people, which was a, a kind of embarrassing thing by, uh, by old Lord Sugar in a boardroom. So uh, that was a challenge that I had to kind of get over, <laughs> which was about five years ago. And um, I found myself on The Apprentice, um, God knows how or why I did it, um, but uh, managed to get all the way through to the end and uh, found myself getting fired on live TV. And uh, and actually they did the best bits recently. I don't know if you saw it on BBC One um, last couple of weeks, um, The Apprentice Best Bits. And my firing boardroom moment came up, which was incredibly embarrassing. And I got these clients that didn't realize that I was in it. And uh, they said, I saw your TV squirming. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't my finest hour. So that that one rears its heads every now and again, but I think I get forgiven every now and again. Still <laughs> <Feel> good. <laughs> well, I think with some of the TV programs, people know that it's kind of been edited to show a certain angle, let's say. <laughs> Oh, I mean, we always used to laugh because they filmed the moment they burst into the bedroom in the morning when you're on The Apprentice all the way through to 11 o'clock at night where you kind of finish and you're there for three months. There's no going home. You get one 10 minute, 10 minute phone call home a week to your kind of loved ones. It's yeah. literally like, you know, it's like lockdown basically, but you're out in London doing these tasks. Um, and so they film enough to make you the the good guy, the bad guy, the hero, the villain, the the stupid person it just depends on what narrative they've decided that you're gonna um, get hit with that week and uh, sometimes it's good sometimes it's less good oh, <laughs> <laughs> love it love it so there's i think there's a lot of um, companies that have kind of turned to services over the last year um just to pivot on what they've been doing traditionally and there's yep. a lot more people enter into offering services so yep. What would be some, how would you approach it? What would be, where would you start to make it a success? Uh, what a service-based business? Yes. Or, or online services. Um, so so you, you talked about sort of helping service businesses. So, so is yeah. that more online then? Well, look, if you, if you supply service in this uh, market, you need to be able to obviously take a lot of that online or just take your business online so um the second business that i sold was a boiler servicing business because it was a client of ours at the agency um and they went under but we had built up their website they get thousands of leads a month and we're like god how did this business go under so i brought it for um very little money out from the receivership and ended up finding ourselves with a business that was boil doing boiler servicing god knows why i did it, it took a lot of distraction <laughs> during a very chaotic time in my life uh, but uh, it's great so we built you know it, it was it was a fantastic company but the reason why that boiler servicing company did so well is that we built this huge online ordering system this huge online diary system for the engineers this wonderful customer um, review system that as soon as we got someone to do a job we got um, lots of great reviews on Trustpilot and Google um, my business on the map and so because we use systems and processes and technology to really make that slick we built this great asset which we ultimately then went on to sell and the people that brought it brought it not because we had seven guys on the road doing boiler service because we had this great systemized process that they then inducted into their business and went forward so so it's about actually even if you think your business is very salt of the earth and how could you ever be online um, as a plumber or as a builder or as a an accountant or whatever it is 
there is so much opportunity to harness that power of online to be able to give people great service to be able to give people fast convenient you know um whatever they need um as speedy as possible because that's the way the world is now and covid has actually made that a catalyst and we've all got to kind of come out of our shells and do things i know that um, you're very much a uh, an accomplished um in-person trainer we were talking about that before John and so so it's a similar um, thing for you know a lot of our training you know me myself I was running something called the Lead Gen Academy which was an in-person training event um, a membership 100 people per month going to an event and um, I had to flip that very quickly to being online and I think it will never kind of go back to where it was like it was before because we all kind of like our lives and it's a very strange thing but I feel like I have just as great relationships by talking to someone like we are now um, versus traveling at, you know, 5.30 in the morning to get a quarter past six B&I meeting, uh, you know, and uh, talk like a like a zombie for two hours and then drive another hour home or whatever. And I just think, what am I, what am I doing? You know, like you just see <laughs> half the day gone for a really bad breakfast. Um, so, <laughs> so there you go no, I don't think I don't think it will change I don't know I could it will it will go back there'll be physical meetings back but I just feel that there'll be whole echelons of the market that will just prefer to stick to digital now all right excellent so that sounds much more than just like having a website so so, so where do you start so let's say you've got a website you've got the basics in place where do you start systemizing you know what, that, that's really interesting. I just had I just had a thought that was, I was thinking last night that um, I think that actually COVID's become the singularity point between social media and websites. So um, where we were always website first, we're all kind of building these websites and we want to have these lovely great websites, et cetera. So, you know, we can show our services and we can show our blog and people can kind of download our stuff. I think that COVID's made social media so important that now... Um, my biggest call to action people is to join my million dollar sprint Facebook group because that's where all my great training and all my great content goes in. It's where it's a free, it's community, I can answer questions and stuff. And it's all kind of isolated within Facebook. And then if someone wants to come and join me, then I invite them onto a calendarly appointment. So a basically a Zoom meeting and we do the Zoom meeting and then they go and um, buy and at no point in that cycle does anybody ever hit my website because I'll send them PDF brochures and stuff online but nobody really gets there so I think we just for whatever reason the, the world's moving and Google themselves kind of the search engine of websites and lots of other websites um, are going to have problems you know you see Facebook going into the market they've just launched Facebook events and so you can have paid for events and they always did events, but you can actually do paid for type summit events, which they usually you'd have to plug in something like Eventbrite to be able to do. But that's um, changed. You can see Facebook bringing Facebook shops and that's kind of taking on Amazon with the actual e-commerce stuff. So um, really, really interesting. But that wasn't your question because your question was about systems <laughs> and processes. But uh, I hope you don't mind my rant. But, I, you know, it's, just, it's an interesting point. Um, so coming back to your question. What do you do if you want to get some systems and processes in? And it's really, really easy. It's called the age old, I was going to pick it up to show you, but of course this is a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's a post-it note. And all good systems start with post-it notes. You get yourself a blank wall, you get yourself a post-it note, and you write down on each post-it note 
every single bit of touch point in a process from someone finding you, ordering from you, you delivering, you sending them customer service stuff, even you then sending a reminder for next year to do whatever you're doing again or whatever it is. And you stick it all over a wall and then you start to look at which ones you can actually then move and automate and what you can do. And we have something called TNAD in the million dollar uh, sprint. So our clients try and TNAD everything. And what TNAD means is try it, nail it, automate it, delegate it. And so once you try to do something, like you're doing a really good like um, client onboarding system, you tried it, you then got really good at it. So you're trying it. Then you start to automate out all the stuff that's taking ages. And then finally you delegate it to someone in your team and you leave them in there. So you always leave someone behind in the system and they manage it and it works. So then you TNAD and then only after you TNAD, then you RTM. And what does RTM mean? It means reporting, targets, and management. So you've got a TNAD process that you then go and give um, a reporting. So what dashboard are they going to give? What report are they going to give to the management? What targets are you going to give them? So what do they need to actually achieve to make that a successful delegation of a system? And what management are you going to bring in? So can you get someone to go and manage that system? And the final thing I'll say on this is that we champion this amazing concept of bringing in a virtual managing director into your business. And you think, oh, managing director, that sounds an expensive thing. Well, actually it doesn't have to be. It could be a virtual assistant that's very process driven, might be charging you 20 pounds, 25 pounds an hour or whatever it is. You get them for an hour a day, 25 quid a day, right? And you just ask them to go and look at all your delegated people and systems and processes and just ask and get reports from each one of them. So at the end of the week, they have a meeting with the shareholders, that's you, the business owner, and present your business as the dashboard and say, this is what's happening. And then you can go back to your virtual manager director and say, right, next week, I want you to tell that person to do better, that person that they're doing great, and that person that they need to kind of buck up their ideas or whatever it is, and then boom, away they go. It's an amazing thing. And it's for the cost of tuppence on what could ultimately be a big investment of managing director. Uh, it makes it sound so easy and uh, straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> You, you and I both know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's where having a teamwork comes into play, doesn't it? It's like, even if you <clears throat> one man or one woman business, yep. actually thinking much broader, like you're saying. I think, I think it's, I think first of all, you need to know what's possible. So actually then um, I always say to people, they need to they bring experts in to be able to help you with this stuff. So just even knowing there's a thing called a virtual manager director makes your mind already start to go, oh, that's a really good idea. How could that work, right? So just knowing these things are possible and then having a system of process to be able to actually implement them is now important bit. But of course, remember, how do you eat an elephant? One bit at a time. So how do you sprint to a million dollars? One teen ad at a time one system one process try it nail it automate it delegate it leave it behind go again try it nail it automate it, delegate it to something else before you have a portfolio of systems that helps you spread to a million dollars so if somebody's listening to this richard and they're excited and they would uh, really like to sort of get these systems in place but would like some guidance along the lines and maybe sort of rib you about uh, being on the apprentice how would they contact you 
Okay, yeah, so um, if anybody wants any guidance and, uh, and help, um, the best thing to do is to join our Facebook group. So if you type a million dollar sprint into Facebook, you'll find the group or hopefully there'll be a link somewhere um, near this podcast to million dollar sprint. Um, and it's essentially a free Facebook group that anybody can join and you just jump in there. And we've got um, a free copy of my book, Digital Trailblazer, which was a, which an Amazon bestseller, um, and also a number of free trainings. And we do weekly live sessions in there. We do Q and A's. We do a, um, a Wednesday uh, drop-in where I do a Zoom and people can drop in and ask me questions. So it's really, really immersive, loads and loads of value, completely free. Um, and so that's where I'd say for you to start your journey towards um, the million dollar destination. Excellent. Yeah, and we will put the link on our website to yours, um, Facebook group. <laughs> I, I just discovered <laughs> websites are quite redundant. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely going to sign up myself for the Facebook group. Please do. Yeah. Thank you, Richard, for your passion, your insights, and sharing your knowledge with us. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you also for having me. It's been loads of fun and uh, looking forward to listening to a lot of your other podcasts. It's really, really great. Excellent. Thank you. So this has been a podcast for business owners by business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you, Richard. See you later. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as free business banking. No charges for everyday banking services such as paying in checks and cash. It also includes a free change facility so you can always have enough coins and notes when you need it most. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.